This is the story of the Camel Corps, an elite team of Arabian camels used by the American army. These hardy creatures were all set to replace horses and burros as the country's top beasts of burden until the entire Camel Corps quickly went extinct. What? <laughs> I didn't warn you. You have no idea what we're doing. No. Yeah. You ever heard of the Camel Corps? No. All right. Well, that's on this week's episode of Extinction Event. Did you ever feel so bad inside? Welcome to Extinction Event, Jack. Oh, thank you, Melissa. I'm so glad to be here doing talking into the microphone and hearing about camels with you. Hey, you want to know something about camels? Yes. They call them the ships of the desert. I didn't know that. Why? I, why? Well, because ships don't really float on sand. So they use camels to get around. And camels are known to float across the sand? It's your, it's your transportation mode in the desert. It's like taking a ship. Ah. I thought maybe you had some information I didn't. Uh, maybe they're the camel, their feet, the way that they're... I do know something about the cam camels. You know, their vertebrae are backwards, inverted. Like, feel yours. Okay. Put your neck forward. Feel your vertebrae. Uh-huh. There's a certain, like, V shape that happens with them. Camels, they flip it around. Is that to hold the humps? I have no idea. Okay. But I learned that at the zoo. Now that I'm... And it makes sense. If you look does. at their neck, it yeah. kind of bends the opposite way that ours does. So. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for that fact, because I didn't do a whole lot of research on camels for this. So. If you'd like to subscribe to Camel Facts, just text me every day, and I will go on Wikipedia. <laughs> go on. Okay. I'm pretty excited right now. I think partly it's because we had pizza before we recorded. Yeah, you've had like one pizza a year, right? I had to cut my pizza intake down, but it's been a while since I've had a slice, yeah. And you're a noted pizza snob. I am. And so give me a breakdown. It was more like a Chicago style piece. I got one of those. Deep dish. Deep dish. And there was also a quote unquote New York slice that they had as well. Mm-hmm. Um out of 10 slice so we're not in new york right now so all of this is just charades it's not real those you know the they're all just pretenders compared to a brooklyn slice it's not nowhere near yeah but everyone was like oh this is this is it this is the place so you're gonna go on yelp and you're like not a new york pizza slice and then submit well i mean if you're offering a deep dish chicago style pizza you would look kind of foolish if you went on and said this is not a new york slice when you ordered the deep dish how many times have you encountered a deep dish in new york like that sicilian not a sicilian that's not the same thing a sicilian is not a well i don't even know the difference so there you don't even know the difference between a sicilian and a deep dish no oh they seem pretty deep i i'm speechless i really why don't you go start a pizza podcast i'm trying to get to camels okay yeah we're talking dromedary well you know what back 
Bactrian. Bactrian. <laughs> There's a part I was going to ask you about that because I know that you know the difference between the two, but I, so I was going to ha- kick it to you. That's my second uh, yeah. camel fact. <laughs> Your dromedary so- has one hump, just like a D. Oh, that's how you remember. Bactrian has two humps, like a like B. I, I always forget that little part, well, but that's great. If you have an Alexa, just just shout out Camel Facts, <laughs> and it'll automatically subscribe. What? Have you heard? You've never heard of the Camel Corps? Nope. Okay. This is a cool story. Actually, I, it got kicked to me by my dad. Oh, cool. He told me about this. I'm kind of imagining camels with like guns mounted on the side of them. <laughs> nice. But I know it couldn't possibly be that cool. <laughs> if you feel like, like you need G.I. to G.I. Joe it style. Up, yeah. Like G.I. Joe would sell a set of this mm-hmm. where like they, they sit on it and there's like got some metal contraption things sure. that sits on either side and fires out rockets. I can see it in my. Right? Yeah. Yeah. This is what I'd be drawing as like a fourth grader the thing is as an action figure camel would work right it would work but it's gonna fall over a lot it's hard to keep that upright probably Long and the thing length. with camels is you're not doing it for speed that's kind of part of it too <laughs> it's slow machine guns it's slow yeah. pace <laughs> yeah <laughs> just doesn't quite work i think it works okay You ready to hear the story? Yes. Let's do it. I'll start with the legend of Red Ghost. There's a camel named Red Ghost? I haven't said whether it's a camel or not, but there's... Okay, okay. The The table is set. Legend of Red Ghost. It was a creature that was rumored to roam an area of Arizona in the late 1800s. And eyewitnesses described it as, quote, it was a devilish-looking creature strapped on the back of some strange-looking beast, unquote. Well, okay. Any more details? It's kind of vague. Well, yes. There are, Here's some details uh, some claimed it stood about 30 feet tall just 30 just 30 it was dangerous supposedly it killed a woman in 1883 um there was a cowboy who tried to capture it but the creature charged at him nearly killing him and his horse one story claimed to have seen it eat a grizzly bear these are all very cool yeah, pretty gruesome so yeah. far, right? Wow. I usually don't get this amount of violence from you. Wait till I get to the machine guns. <laughs> okay. It may have also had magical powers because another account said that after chasing the red ghost, it disappeared before his very eyes just disappeared. Whoa. A group of miners they spotted the creature near a river. You mean like children or like people who are prospecting? What kind of miners? Oh, <laughs> no, the prospecting for something. Yeah. Okay. They're not children. Got it. One of them sees it and takes aim at it. Pow. And shoots red ghost, maybe, and runs off. Something falls off of the creature as it's running away. And so they approach the spot where it was standing and they find 
<laughs> they find a human skull on the ground. Okay. Not like a head, a <laughs> skull. Like a like a trophy. What you're describing is kind of a predator situation. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's got a skull trophy. It's got some magic powers able to disappear. It can eat a grizzly. Yeah. It really does sound like Predator. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Did we just Case figure this out? 1800s, Predator and the Came American by on a hunting trip. Yeah, all makes sense. Jeez. Okay. For years, these attacks continue, and news of the Red Ghost reaches basically everyone in the country. Country's not that big back then, not that hard. Yeah, it's like uh, a million people. It, who knows? Then, a rancher sees the Red Ghost in his tomato patch. Typical. <laughs> he gets his gun, shoots, hits him, and Red Ghost falls to the ground. He approaches the body and he finds like rawhide wound all around its back and its shoulders. And it's evidence that someone or something had once been lashed onto Red Ghost. Uh We'll never know if all the legends are true, whether the animal did kill people or not. But that last bit about someone being lashed onto the back is true. Uh Because as it turns out, Red Ghost was a red-haired feral camel. And that rawhide and scars also were on his back were the remnants of a saddle. Ah. So just some rogue western weirdo who smuggled a camel into the country and rode around being a crazy guy. I like that. <laughs> well, it wasn't just a rogue situation there this was the last vestige of a program previously implemented by the u.s army to establish camels as beasts of burden in the united states for military purposes and red ghost would have been one of those last members of that this early okay i'm thinking like desert storm or something (laughs) no (laughs) i mean we probably do use camels over there yeah but um, not on American soil. So Red Ghost would have been one of the last camels from this operation. Maybe the endling. Maybe not, because sightings do continue. But one of the last members of what is known as the Camel Corps. Crazy. This is crazy. Um, but it could have been Predator. I, If the rumors Truth are still true. Out. Yeah. So what was this crazy camel core? Without getting too deep into col- camel core sounds like a very niche music genre. <laughs> yeah. That I'm not cool enough to know about. You know about it, but you feel uncomfortable listening. They'd be like, to "Oh it. yeah, they're kind of like camel core and uh <laughs> you know, Sort of proto metal camel core. <laughs> I'd be like, uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, and also, I don't know that if that's the real official name. I think that's kind of was what we called it after the fact. It should be. I mean, yeah. the alliterations there makes sense. Two C's. Yeah. Rolls off the tongue. 
anyway, ba- without getting too deep into colonization and the various wars, once people start colonizing what will become America, there's just going to be a lot of fighting and wars. Uh, whether that's colonists fighting Native Americans, colonists fighting Europeans, or colonists fighting colonists, there's just a lot of fighting. And- what else are you going to do? <laughs> Wartime usually calls for the movement of people and their belongings over long distances. Often what we call beasts of burden are used to help in that process. And example would be a mule or a horse. Mm. Those are our go-to. Oxen. Yes. A person might ride on their back or toss a bunch of supplies on the beast of burden's back. Yeah, so we're doing that with horses, mules, oxen. Now, in 1836, there's this one guy, Major George H. Crossman. Uh, he, he'd been fighting some wars in the southern area of the United States, a region that is ripe with desert terrain, mm. often hot and dry conditions. And he comes up with this idea to use camels as beasts of burden. Makes sense. Great idea. They're the ships of the desert. Exactly. Yeah, here's this animal built for this sort of terrain. Much better so, really, than a horse or a mule. A camel can go for a long time without food or water, as you know, Mm -hmm. because you have camel facts. Yep. But not everyone else buys it. The thing about camel facts, I lied. It's not a text message. I actually fax you. So you need to have a fax machine. (laughs) And I just kind of handwrite some camel facts and okay. put it in the fax machine. It seems more to me it would be like a email chain letter. You'd think so, but I'm trying to go with the name here. Okay. It's kind of niche. It's kind of camel core. <laughs> Could you remind me, before you got those emails back in the day that said you have to forward this to 10 people or you're basically going to die, right? Yeah, a lot of people... A lot of people never came back. A lot of people didn't come back. Yeah, I knew I knew a couple people who didn't do some forwards and Yeah, some people became millionaires though, so <laughs> depends on what kind of email you got. It all evens out. Yeah. But those are based off of chain letter. What can you remind me what that was? That's like a thing you write down on a piece of paper, right? You mean like through the post office? Is that a, what is that? Is that it? I don't know for sure. Wasn't there Google it? Chain letter. Yeah. Well, just Wikipedia without even clicking on the thing, the one it gives you when you just search. Yeah, that's the extent of my research. (laughs) You can jump. What can I learn without clicking through to the link? Yes. So this is what it says. A chain letter is a message that attempts to convince the recipient to make a number of copies and pass them on to a certain number. Oh, it's like a virus. Yeah. But I think you, before the internet, that was a big thing. You would have to like make copies and mail them to people. I I mean, I didn't do that. It was before me. I don't know why you would do it. Was it like for fundraising? For scamming people? I think it's for scamming people. But it's like a virus. Like you send someone and they send a 
five friends and they send to five friends and exponential growth and next thing you know we're all zombies yeah i don't know if it i gotta have to ask a parent <laughs> about that later okay back to the story so they're great for this kind of terrain this weather but not everyone is buying it they like their mules they like their horses crossmen and other er early adopters basically of this idea continue to push for this though it'll take nearly 20 years before congress finally gives camels a shot a trial run hey good for them you know being that dedicated 20 years like pushing for camels yeah who knows how intense that was it could have just been like a chain letter every couple of years Saying, please write to con Congress to get these camels for our boys in blue. Right. I'm guessing blue. It's like Union. Right. I don't know. And the reasoning was that maybe they could improve the transportation system that we have in the Southwest. Uh, and Congress was like, sure, we'll try it. And they give the Army $30,000 to go find some camels and set up the Camel Corps program. The representative from Virginia has a flaw. Yes, I'd like $30,000 for some camels spread throughout the Southwest to go about their business and establish trade routes and whatnot. They're like, you've been asking us for 20 years. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why the guy from Virginia would do it. but Yeah. I don't know. Why not? Man, I bet politics was a lot cooler back then. Disagreeing to get shot. <laughs> Send out the chain letter. Get these camels established in the Southwest Territories. Okay, so thirty thousand was around eight hundred and eighty thousand dollars in today's monies. So not really all that much, honestly. I could buy a lot of camels with that. You want me to buy camels with that? Easier to buy a camel today than it was back then. Probably a lot of money, like getting the, you know, outfitting them with specific saddles and stuff. Well, you've got to go on a boat, and it's going to take a long time to go over there, and yeah. a lot of provisions. And we're, I'm about to get into that. Okay. <laughs> so Major Henry C. Wayne uh, is responsible for getting things started. That's a different major. Him and Lieutenant Porter. They hop on a vessel and sail over to the Mediterranean Sea to look for some camels. They make several stops, including Tunisia, Greece, Egypt, Malta, Turkey, picking up camels on the way. The logistics of capturing those and storing them, I don't know. I'm assuming you just take the camel back to the ship and they hang out on the ship as you are yeah. sailing around collecting them. Uh, here's what they got. 33 total camels, 29 dromedary, two Bactrian. And this was the portion where I was going to have you explain what the difference is, but. Just simply rewind to earlier in the pod if you'd like. Yep. Or subscribe to Camel Facts. Camel Facts. By faxing me a request. <laughs> that B, that's two for Bactrian, two humps, uh -huh. D, one bump. Dromedary. They also get one dromedary calf and one bugdi. 
Bugdi. Okay. Which is a cross between a male and a female dromedary. Like a hermaphrodite? I don't... Yeah. Okay. I don't... Whatever, man. Gender's fluid, true. Yeah, I guess. I, I would love to know more about the Bugdi. Uh, they also purchase some camel saddles, like you said, and they hire a small team of camel riders to go back with them to Texas. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I would think you'd need more camels than 30, unless they're all set to breed. Yeah. You know what? And I, or, when I was looking this up, I noted how many were female and how many were male, and it was very uneven. Hmm. So, yeah, it does seem like they didn't. They they could have got some more. If I'm trying to establish, you know, my camel army, you got to have strong numbers to start off. Yeah. But look, I don't know the logistics. That's probably a good amount. Sure. Why not? Camels are bigger than horses. You could probably fit twice as many horse on that ship, and they weren't really accounting for that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. So, um, that return trip back to Texas takes three months. On the journey back, one of the camels dies, but two additional camels were born. Hey. So they're up one. and Yeah. It's already beginning. Yeah. Born at sea. <laughs> when they get back to America, Major Wayne makes Lieutenant Porter hop right back on the ship and go get more camels. So, yes, they they knew they needed more. And then Major Wayne, he just takes those camels to Camp Verde, Texas. They split up. Porter does come back around nine months later with an additional 41 camels and more riders. Nice. Let's hope more saddles, too. One of the camel riders is named High Jolly, who I think kind of was the lead rider. I'm not a bit of a hotshot maverick. Kind of a hot dogger. Yeah. Hot dogger? Does tricks while he's riding his camel. <laughs> I think I uh, maybe like rides it on one foot, standing Ooh. up on one of the humps. Right, built for parade work. And be like slides down the hump and does a flip or something. Oh yeah, I cannot envision somebody riding down a hump without that just like the speed gaining on it, propelling you, like sort in, of a half pipe situation. Yeah, yeah. Knowing full well that that's not what would happen, you would just hurt. Well, the other thing, it could kind of be like the saddle horse. That the you know calisthenic gymnasts do, mm. you gotta have crazy core strength. But you could just, um, if you're on like a dromedary, mm-hmm. you could really just like whip those legs around. Oh yeah, and really hot dog do some tricks like that. You know, get that legs coming out, flipping around nice. into like a handstand. You just gotta. Watch that would probably be really impressive. Yeah, it'd be impressive. Has anybody done that? You know, gotten like a Olympic level gymnast and put them on a dromedary camel we're gonna have to look that up next episode in the beginning when we have nothing to talk about i'm not saying that they need to put knives on their feet but (laughs) if camel core is just beginning (laughs) let's have blue sky ideas guys (laughs) open thinking (laughs) i love it I was just, yeah, when they're spinning around on the hump, mm-hmm. you got to watch out for those guns that you've already mounted onto yeah. the humps. But that's part of it. Maybe you use those. Okay, so now the army has 70 camels. And I think it's officially a real camel corps now. Sure. This is happening. 
Watch out, mules, burros, horses. Do you think cavalry is specific to horses? Could you have a camel cavalry? I think so. I think that's what this was all about. But is that term specific to horses? Oh, you I know, don't know. Like and now the that murder I've... of crows. Uh, I don't know. A flock of and seagulls. And like now that you asked me, I don't think they could be a cavalry because like they're, they're a little slow, right? I don't know. <sighs> okay, so next episode, I was just going to say we need to Google if camels have ever had knives put on their feet, but that's not what no, it was. No, you totally misheard me. Okay. I want the gymnast to have knives on his feet <laughs> for when he's spinning around. Okay. Doing the pommel horse thing. But you want me to Google if they were Why gymnasts? would a camel have knives on his feet? Plotting around, knives would get all dull from getting to the sand. You, it doesn't make any I sense, Melissa. You said blue sky. Ideas here. Okay, but there's logic. <laughs> okay. And then what's the other thing? What, what it's going to be dangerous to the camel. They're just going to flick it around and probably end up stabbing themselves. Right, if you mount it on the... Obviously, the feet. knives would be on the gymnast's feet who are <laughs> fl- flying around, and those are the outermost limbs and extremities. Okay. If you put some knives on there, it's going to be very dangerous for anybody trying to attack. <gasps> okay. Oh. Thank you for elaborating, because in my pea brain, I was just thinking you had... Knives on the gymnast's feet for yeah. flair. It wasn't actually in combat. It didn't have any use beyond. I like, apologize theater. for not painting a clearer picture. <laughs> I thought it was obvious. Okay. Woo! All right. Taking my jacket off. Point. Let's go back to this. So you know, watch out, regular beasts of burden. Here come the Camel Corps. Yeah, slowly plodding along. (laughs) The first group of camels are sent on their first mission, 25 of them. They will make the journey, which was to depart from Camp Verde in Texas and arrive at Fort Defiance in New Mexico. They will accompany a team of mule-drawn wagons. And each camel will be fitted with approximately 600 pounds of gear. Yeesh. You visualizing this? Yeah. Okay. And apparently the camels did great. Excellent. Um, Polite applause. <laughs> you, you, Jack was doing some light applause. They also made the trip in half the time. So not that slow. The leader of the mission later remarked that he'd rather have one camel instead of four mules. The thing with mules. <laughs> what? They're stubborn. Stubborn. <laughs> okay. You can't get them to do something they don't want to do. That's classic mules. Why this is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Get rid of those mules. Here's a creature that is not stubborn. Sturdy. Tenacious, built for endurance. They suggested to Congress that the army purchase a lot more camels. Mm -hmm. And so they continue to train the camels and also train men to ride and care for them. They're building this core 
up. You know what? I think I unfairly presented camels as slow when they do have camel races. There are like fast camels. Fun fact. Did you know that camels have races? What's that? (laughs) Is that my dot matrix printer (laughs) faxing me another camel fax? (laughs) I would go out and find a fax machine at a thrift store somewhere just so I could get these camel facts from you, Jack. I might be the only one getting them, too. You'd have to buy me a fax machine, too. (laughs) Do you think there's fax machines out there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's dependable. Oh, reliable. Okay. Really? Weren't they notoriously unreliable? I I don't know. Okay. I think I faxed one thing in my life, and I have no idea if the other person got it. Exactly. You have no way of knowing. Unreliable. I might have just, you know, reloaded the paper and that was it. Thought I sent a message. When you send a fax, was it customary at the bottom to say, could you send me a fax back so I I know you got that fax? So they sent a fax that says, got it. But then it's, you have the, the same problem. They draw a little picture of them doing a thumbs up. With a, with a speech bubble that says, got it. Yeah. Every time. I don't know. I don't remember. We had no idea, but yeah, this is what happened back when they had faxes and chain letters. (laughs) Okay, so they have to train men, but the complaint from these army men they were training was that the camels smelled weird. Okay. Which actually they don't. They don't smell weird. They just- Smell different than horses. Different. Yeah, they smell- no worse or better than horses. They just smell different. Different animals smell differently. Yeah. And they, they didn't like it. So that's, you know, already. Ooh, tough army guys. Tough army guys are stubborn too. Like a mule. Back at Camp Verde in Texas, another group of camels is prepared and sent out on a reconnaissance mission. Mm, it's like the SEAL Team 6 of camels. Maybe, Yeah. Sure, Jack. <laughs> okay. Tw- t- I don't. I don't know. <laughs> a little condescending of. <laughs> I guess you're just going along with it. Go ahead. I said that because I really don't know what reconnaissance mission is. Even though we talked Recon. about it on the pi- pigeon war pigeon episode, it just means go take a look, come back, tell us what you see. Okay. I think I'll forget it again. It's one of those words I just can't get into my head. So this time, 24 camels, 24 mules are sent all over Texas. Not like you're free (laughs) in every direction. They're just going on a long trip through Texas. Walkabout. Yeah. On one leg of the journey, they test the ability of the camels to go without water. They famously can. And they did great. Yeah. Did they do the same with the mules? Uh, I don't think they did that test because they knew the mules would fail. Hmm. that test in extremely hot conditions camels can go 15 days without water and in colder conditions i think they can go months without it whoa yeah self-stored in that hump they have fat stores in the hump and they use that to hydrate them i don't know how they use fat to hydrate themselves but they do they can also get hydrated from the plants they eat what is super cool is that 
the camels like to eat creosote bush, which is readily found in the Southwest and also eaten by an extinct North American camel called Camelops. Wait. Camelops? <laughs> but also sounds like the elite Camelops. Oh. Elite team Camelops. I just. Not like the Knights of Camelot. Not, I mean, maybe. Some Venn diagrams coming together. It's crazy. It is. Creosote, that's a kind of mesquite smelling. It's base, It's really sticky. Oh, yeah, like it sounds stick. sticky. You can crush it up and it kind of smells like fresh fallen rain. Mm, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. But you get what I'm saying. Is they, it, it, I would never eat it, but I'm glad camels can. Right. It was saying it's like a connection. There's a link there between their yeah, everything's ancestors. falling into place. Yes, yeah. Like here's this natural thing ready for them to go. Let's do this. I'm already like, why couldn't we have been a camel-based society? Yeah, it's just, it's like looking back and seeing how they ripped up all the you know subway trains in Los Angeles. Yeah, and it's like you fools, you should have had the foresight. We could have all been riding camels right now. Yeah. Go ahead. I totally agree. Also, another cool camel fact. They're able to travel. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Encroach my business here. Okay. Uh, did I mention that camel facts is a subscription based? <laughs> it's a pay. It's $25 a month. Okay. Wow. That's steep. Ah, well, I got to keep the doors, you know, open, lights on. <laughs> Those fax machines, you got to find an old outlet to plug. <laughs> Takes a lot of power. <laughs> so they can travel around 25 or 30 miles per day pretty steadily. They're not going that fast, but they'll get you there. Also on this recon mission, one of the camels is bit on the leg by a rattlesnake. Uh-oh. But the camel is fine. It's no big deal. What? Yeah. They're basically the perfect vessel for these deserts. They are. And I w- was like, hate to bring it up again about the horses because Heather called in and schooled us a little bit about them not being as fragile as we think. Yes. Sorry but about that. what happens if a horse gets bit by a rattlesnake? What happens if anything gets bit by a rattlesnake? You die. I, well, or you lose that leg. I actually found out that horses in general can survive rattlesnake bites as well. But camels might be a little bit better at it. I don't know. We haven't tested. Yeah, there's only one way to find out. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, after they finish the mission, the camels are... They're getting great reviews. They're docile, resilient. They're just really good travel companions. They're not like mules. They're not stubborn. There's another mission led by Robert E. Lee, who's some, Boo. Who, yeah, famous wrong side guy. I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't remember really who that guy is, and that was drilled into us in school. Do you remember? Yeah, he's Confederate. He's Confederate general during the oh. American Civil War. He's Googling. Overall commander of the Confederate States. I just wanted to make sure I had all my Confederates okay. lined up. And who yeah. is he? He's the c- commander of the Confederate Army. Okay. During the Civil War. Um. Don't tell me he's the reason why we don't have camels. 
Uh, not technically, but you might be. Okay. So the, uh, let's keep moving. So he does take them through some very hot, dry, and really treacherous conditions as well. Once again, they performed great. I didn't go too deep into the details there, but in total on that one, three mules will die and another nine will be left behind at a camp because they were they just couldn't keep going. Stubborn. But all of the... <laughs> they were stubborn. Whereas all of the camels were fine. Yeah, the mules wanted to stay back and just... Go on their phone. Camel fact. (laughs) You know how I said they're slow? Mm -hmm. You want to know the top speed of a camel? Yeah. Guess. 35. (sighs) Try 40. (laughs) 40 miles an hour. That's insane. That's pretty fast. What's a horse? They can go. Like 40 miles an hour. Wow. Crazy. Dang. Thanks for that camel fact. Well, they might have a couple more lined up for you. <laughs> Are you on camelfacts.com right now? No, no. Right around this time, the Civil War will start. Uh, northern states fighting against southern states. This is the time for the camels to shine, right? You Don't tell think. me the Bactrians and the Dromedaries were on opposite sides. <laughs> they had to They're so them. similar. Can't they get past the number of humps <laughs> and be together as one camel? <laughs> the documented accounts we have of the camels being used in the Civil War are few and far between, really. I guess they weren't very concerned about keeping records of that. Well, yeah. They weren't equipped to do that. There was no camel facts around. Right. Uh, Mostly, though, they were used to deliver mail and not go into battle or transport gear. Also, it seemed a lot of people were not ready to adopt the camels yet. For instance, they tried to set up this camel mail route service, which I think was supposed to be an express service. So they're running these camels back and forth, I think as fast as they can, between two military bases. And I guess this is where they do learn that the camels have limits because they're not really fast over a long distance. They're more sprinters. Mm -hmm. They can, I think, reach those speeds you're talking about at a short distance, not a long distance. But I don't know. Now I'm doubting everything I thought I knew about camels. (laughs) Did you know that the Bactrian camel can be up to 12 feet tall and the dromedary camel can be 11 feet tall? That's really tall. Yeah. Wow. Fell off that. You're you're like, could break your neck. (laughs) Yeah. Falling off a roof. Or slit it with the knives that are on your shoes. (sighs) How would your own knives? I guess if you like kind of... Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Finally, dun, 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 a camel dies. A camel dies. You're like they've put them to the test so many times. Well, I, usually another one is born when this happens. Like two were born if one dies. They are always springs up. Right. I think it dies after they're working it too hard on that mail route route and it dies. Um, the commanders at each end of the route 
eventually just refused to use the camels for mail transportation. Maybe because of the speed issue, but more likely just because they didn't like them. Okay. (sighs) Fine. There's a little bit of a, we like our horses here in the American West. Uh Uh-huh. And we don't want those camels. They're not You got a cargo ship you're trying to treat like a speedboat. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I... Who's that on? Huh? Also, they're saying, oh, we want our horses. Technically, though, probably the camel ops was there before the horses. Yes. So, anyway. There's also been rumors that the army horses, burrows, and mules were scared of the camels. Should be. Should be. <laughs> Why you got a camel pack? Don't take our jobs. Exactly. I, I don't really buy that story. I don't think they're scared. I don't think they thought a whole lot of them at all. It was the humans behind those horses and burros and mules, which I hear you're not supposed to stand behind. Might get kicked. Yeah. Maybe they were the humans beside those horses, burros, and mules. So the Civil War is happening in the main base camp of the Camel Corps. How long did the uh, Civil War last for? Four years. I- oh, that's what Camel fact, uh, did you know that a camel can live up to 50 years? 50 years? Lifespan is 40 to 50 years. That's like 10 times longer than the Civil War. How long does a horse live? I don't know. Let me Google that. What are my horse facts? (laughs) 25 to 30. Hmm. Wow. Jeez. Okay, the Civil War is happening. The main base camp for the Camel Corps. You remember? Texas. Camp Faraday, Texas. It's overtaken by Confederate forces. Again, to reminder, that's a bad side. That's mm. the side that loses. Uh, while occupying the base, we think that the Confederate forces did put the camels to use, transporting supplies. Uh, but we do not think they were ever sent into battle. When we say we, I don't really know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, I'm going with it, though. Okay. It's part of the story. When Camp Verde is reclaimed by the Union, those are the northern states, the Yankees. good guys. Yankees. There are over 100 camels at the base. This is camel explosion. <laughs> so they were getting busy while they were not being put to much use. Uh, likely others were roaming around the area too. They had escaped or whatever. Yeah. The military, yeah, not really using them. At this point, they're just housing and feeding them. Not sending them on missions, not using them for mail service. It's just a petting zoo. It's just a caged area in which the army can throw dissent at them. You know, they... Don't like these camels, even though they've proven themselves time and time again. Yeah, to be better than the traditional beasts of burden. Look, they got a shot. Doesn't mean they're going to come out on top. They got a lot of things working against them. It's not a meritocracy here. There's politics. Yeah, just the stigma there. They smell different. 
Right. They're 12 feet tall. Some are 11 feet tall. <laughs> okay. So for reasons that seem to be purely due to the fact that most of the men in the military just didn't want to learn how to integrate camels into their routine, the army was a horse and mule organization, and most people in that organization didn't want to accept camels into the fold, there seems to be this stigma about putting a saddle on a camel and riding it around still. And I guess that is a little different than putting it on a horse, right? It's a different animal. But do you you don't put it on the hump? Do you do you put it like a, in front of the hump? Where do you put that saddle? I think it's like pretty near the apex of the hump. See, that'd be cool to ride up that high. It's like twelve feet high. <laughs> Thank you, Camel Facts Fax Service. It's twenty four ninety nine a month. <laughs> so fax me over your credit card info, and I'll get it set up. On top of this bad image perception, the big proponents of the camels keep getting shuffled around into new positions. So it was hard to get that foothold in and win over the heart of the horses and, and mule lovers there. If upper management keeps, you know, yeah, you got the guys, out. the real rah rah, you know, guys who are keeping this thing afloat, getting promoted into where now it's no longer under there sphere of influence some other guy stepped into your position maybe he's a horse lover maybe he's a mule lover right maybe he's an oxen guy yeah that's the way it is but he ain't a camel guy he ain't a camel guy on top of that jefferson davis who will end up becoming the president of the confederate states right uh, he was a big supporter of the camel corps so that was actually probably a big part of why they didn't ki- catch on. Because had the South won, there might be a different story. I, may, I hate for you to put it like that, but maybe. But may, probably not. It's just that's probably a reason why it just didn't catch on is because there was the a supporters stigma. are on the losing side, you know. Yeah. Then yeah, there's probably. If you get beat, your ideas aren't going to rise to the top. Which, in this case, seems like a loss because camels, as we know, they can go very long without water. They seem to be almost immune to rattlesnake bites. And in the. Might actually make them stronger. <laughs> maybe. And in the desert, they really do seem superior to those other animals. But even before the war is over, the army starts selling off their camels. Uh, Yeah, they prove to be better than their current beasts of burden, but we're not ready to make the switch. So they cut off all the funds for the core. Get them out of here. Idiots. And that's it. Officially, for the Camel Corps, the program at that point is extinct. Not the camels, though. Mm-hmm. It's going to take some time for the members of the Camel Corps to go extinct as well. So what happened? A bounty. <laughs> hey, that would that would be good, right? You'd think put a bounty on the camels. Yeah. And like bring me a camel head. I didn't find evidence of a bounty. There might have been like we don't have a lot of records on these camels, but a lot of them are auctioned off in the hopes that civilians would find uses for them. 
So camels end up in circuses. Some are used in camel races. Others work on ranches or as pack animals for prospects. There's That's prospectors. Cool. Many of them end up in California. For a while, they're a real curiosity for people. But eventually, the curiosity wears off, and one by one, the camels are set free to roam, either by themselves or in small little wild herds. The southern states from Texas to California, you probably have a better chance of there being a herd there, this more southern. Uh, from California all the way up to British Columbia, th- there was camels, but you'd more likely encounter a single camel in that one because I think they were just brought as like you know no, sideshow yeah. things there on their own. Yeah, whereas in the South they were more put to work for things. Yeah, yeah. So they're roaming the desert free, and reportedly they say there weren't enough to establish a wild herd out there, but I disagree. Oh. I think there were. Okay. Just mostly because you want that to be true? Mostly because I want that to be true. Yeah. As valid as any other reason. (laughs) But, one, I I think because it sounds like a lot of them escaped those camps or, you know, were just let go after the Camel Corps. Two, the creosote bush. Flourishing. Yeah. The habitat is perfect for these camels and it's just naturally set up for them to thrive. I think there was enough camels. Just because they can flourish, does that mean that like they should? Could they become sort of an invasive species? You don't know. They could come in and wipe out a bunch of plant life that a bunch of other animals depends on. Did you think about that, Melissa? I, no, I didn't think about that, but I will think Maybe about that. Maybe we dodged a huge bullet. <laughs> Horses were brought over here, too. Yeah. So, I mean, we pick and choose which ones we're okay with ruining the habitat, right? Yeah, I guess. I okay. Well, I'm just saying hypothetical. Hypothetical. I'll think about it. Here's what I think happened. I think people were seeking them out and killing them off. Because, you know, Americans weren't ready to accept these foreign animals. And also because of that Jefferson Davis connection. <laughs> like they, they, I mean, it's a little loose connection, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe that made people want to go out and hunt camels. Sure. Do we need a reason to go out and hunt exotic animals? It's, no, it's, we love it's it. for fun. Yeah. Funsies. That's what we do. So we'll never- I like it. I, I want it to be in like a Coen Brothers movie or something yes. where they like go to some ranch and this guy's got a bunch of camels and he's just like, they're way better. And he's like real kooky. And, you know. Yes. I love it. We're a cowboy who had a camel. Why haven't I seen that yet? Well, there is illustrations and I think a few photos that do depict that. I'm going to get AI to generate this for me. Nice. Well... We will never know if they just naturally started to go extinct or if humans were hunting them, even though they totally probably were. Uh, But their numbers do start to decline until only a couple of them are roaming the desert. Just out there being spooky ghost camels. 12 feet tall. 12 feet tall. Not 30 like some accounts. 
Well, it could have had a, a rider on his back who stood up and, you know. Then you're approaching like 20 feet if he's wearing a big hat. You know what I'm going to say? Uh-uh. Standing up with knife shoes? <sighs> I have to like draw a diagram of what I'm talking about because <laughs> okay. I feel like you're not getting the essence of it. Okay. So this brings us back to Red Ghost, the camel that we started this story off with today. Red Ghost is shot in 1883. But sightings will continue after that, up to around 1890. So Red Ghost, likely not the endling in this story. In fact, I believe there was a camel named Topsy that was a descendant of the original Camel Corps that didn't die until 1934. Wow. That very hardy breed of creature. Yeah. Seems like they would have done well. Properly implemented. So Topsy was a camel that lived to be around 80 years old and was in Griffith Park in Los Angeles. 80? That's uh, far longer than uh, Camelfax stated their age. How long? Really? (laughs) 80 years old? You're right. Wow. Hold on. Let me look up. I have some real misinformation on this Topsy character. I'm getting here again that... A 81-year-old camel. Hey, maybe it just, you know, there's a different life expectancy when they're in captivity or something. I don't know. Jeez. I don't know. Jury's out on that. And even after Topsy dies, there are sightings that continue. One last thing about the camel corps. So all those camel riders they brought over with the camels... I don't know how many of them stay. I'm assuming a lot, if not all of them. But the one that always gets mentioned is that high jolly character. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a book even about this guy. He's real famous. But he's buried somewhere in the Southwest. And his grave has a marker that has a little camel on it. Ah, that's cool to be associated with it. It's a cool thing to go looking for if you want to do a weird road trip where you find high jolly's camel grave (laughs) what's that a new camel fax coming in hey melissa did you know camels can sleep standing up yeah i yeah i did know that so what do you do if you get a camel fact you're not happy about can you request a refund for that month no okay sorry well, that's the Camel Corps and how the program and all the camels in it went extinct. How I'm only hearing about this now is a mystery. What do you think? You th- Loved it. Yeah. Love the camels. I have a new appreciation for them. Yeah. Great job. Yeah. Had a lot of fun. You know, in the wild, the Bactrian camel, camel is uh, actually critically endangered. Really? Yeah. Critically. Habitat loss due to mining and they also get hunted. For sport. Uh, sadly, there's not a lot of Bactrian out in the wild. Are we talking under 1,000, 200? Whatever the l- threshold for critically endangered okay. is. Okay. I don't know. Me neither. Wow. Which is... So maybe we'll do another pod some other time when they get wiped off the face of the earth. We'll have a lot of facts by then. Right. What is your favorite, Bactrian or dromedary? <sighs> 
I mean, I feel like dromedaries are your classic Joe Camel smoking cigarettes. You know, they got that face where Bactrians are more like the long-haired, sort of hippie-ish. Bactrian's got a leg up, actually having two humps. It's a bit more exotic. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to go dromedary. I like the more streamlined. I don't need to go to Dr. Seuss with it. <laughs> and that's what a Bactrian is. Bactrian is just a little too goofy for me. What about you? Well, it, before you said that, <laughs> I was going Bactrian because two humps is better than one. Yeah. But... Also, it seems like you could ride right in between the two humps. Be a night. You wouldn't fall off. You could bring a friend <laughs> with you. This is true. But they do seem more streamlined, the other ones. It's like... Don't very... let me talk you out of it. See, I... Oh. Okay, bye. Okay, thanks so much for listening, guys. Don't get hooked into a chain letter or a fax subscription service. What? You're better than that. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Did you ever feel so bad inside? Peg Lake Deer Production.